From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. And good morning, everybody. Welcome in Big and Wild Outdoors. <clears throat> Sitting at the table with us this morning is Rattling Bill George over there with his headset. And Jonathan Swindle across the table. And our good friend, Double G, from come all the way down from Brooksville just to make this show happen. And I that, don't know what happened And, to and those uh, sultry tunes that you hear coming out right there is, yes, it is. It's Glenn Kinman. <laughs> he is not working on a pump this morning. Not Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> 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 That's just around the corner, it seems like. But uh, but I tell you, it is good to be here this morning here at the Florida Expo. If you're looking for something to do today, if you're not out on the water, not sitting in a tree stand, not on a dove field somewhere, uh, today is the day to come in and enjoy a great opportunity to look at some uh, really nice stuff in the one consolidated area here at the Florida Expo Hall. Uh, if you're looking for an opportunity to figure out how to take an alligator, whether it's uh, by the tail or with a snare, Bill George would be doing some uh, seminars about how to how to properly handle and dispatch an alligator. So, Bill, what time does that take off today? today. That's your first one. So you're only doing one? Well, you ain't. One, go, one you're not wanting to give up. Dude, all they the have secrets. a have a packed schedule. That's the one and done. The one and done. That's. <laughs> well, there is a, there is a couple of them around. I seen that big Bertha over there. I think that was uh, the, I called that one the ambush, the ambush uh, feeder, the double shooter. Yeah, that way you can just pull the lid off and sit inside, and then uh, as oh, they, yeah. all the hogs come up, you just as uh, so, the hogs walk up, you just stand up and you're done. Yeah, one and done. Multiple. Well, the funny thing I had them laughing yesterday when I went and picked these up from Jeff, the thirty gallons actually fit so i got four of the big ones uh got good friend of ours Collins from razor ranch is buying two more of them and i've got two more obviously to sell at the shop and when we got there we were sitting there saying okay so we got to put 30 feeders in that 14 foot white trailer and jeff's like i have an idea so he busts the 30s out we put the 30s inside of the big ones so yesterday i'm sitting there and when i unloaded it i could tell i'm like Oh, wait, there's still a feeder in here. Yeah. These people who are next door to me, I'm like. <laughs> it's at the buy one, get one. Uh, well, yeah, that, that was, that was we're not we're not going to do the surprise, uh, you know, or what that toy or whatever that toy is that Allie has that you open it up and there's another toy inside of it. But the people who are here by you with this outfitting business, I'm like, and welcome to the wonders of nature. The big feeder. And I grab the little one, and I'm like, the big feeder has a baby feeder. <laughs> and everybody's standing around starting dying laughing. But, and the one, of course, the one guy looks at me, and he's like, he's, you really enjoy your job way too much. I'm yeah. like, well, <laughs> got to do something. Well, I will say that I did manage to get out last weekend. You guys uh, catching the slack again, letting me uh, have the opportunity to go and set up a couple of those mm-hmm. uh, one-and-dones, and, and uh, they were pretty easy to set up. Uh, I did I did do the elevated part uh, where I backed up to the tree and just strapped it to the tree itself. It, it, it makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, you know what? It, it is I, I, after probably about 10 minutes of trying to figure out how to get this thing really set up the way it wants, <laughs> the way I needed it. 
you just take did you, did you take the bracket off Mm-mm. and then set the drum on it? Nope. I tell you that I think that's what it's all about. You just take the bracket off of the side of the can. Yeah. Strap it to the tree, and then you just pick the uh, barrel up and set, set it right it on, on there. the bracket. And then you can finish strapping it all in. Yeah. Man, I tell you, I was like, if Jeff didn't design it to be like this, that's the way I wouldn't think that it would be. It definitely, uh, it was, uh, but anyhow, yeah. I got them all set up, and I appreciate you guys catching the slack. And uh, uh, we well, yeah. now yeah. I just have to go up there and see if they're working. And isn't it amazing with a product like that? It's so simple to set up that yet we complicate it and try to figure out the perfect set. Yeah, it was more more time determining what tree to put it on, which angle to have it at, which way the directional uh, of yeah. the spray I wanted to, yep. to shoot it. So it was, uh, but I got it all done. Well, yeah. well, being that it's archery, I mean that thing will shoot what forty feet by fifty feet. Oh yeah, I'm not sure what it'll do, but there'll be a lot of palmettas that's going to grow corn next year. <laughs> I don't see the the uh, unless the hog really gives how it. High, how high did you put it off the ground? About four feet. Yeah, maybe just high enough, uh, about a couple of feet. Well. Couple inches off the back of the uh, four wheeler. You still got it on one hundred percent. Where is the adjustment for one hundred percent? The, the <laughs> okay. he, can t- he can get people. It didn't come who, with directions. Where they're as not the, flooded he out. Just, <laughs> he just plugged it up and let it rip. I did. Okay, so if you're running one hundred percent and that thing's about this, I joked with Jeff about this. Now I only set it on two I, seconds. Man. I've got uh, I've got two of them. Same way where I back, put them in the back of the Arctic Cat, backed up to the tree, and just ratchet strapped it to the tree. Those on – actually, I've got three that way. Those feeders, one's on 50%, and it's throwing 30-plus feet out on 50%. And the two that are on 100, uh, I told him they're 40-feet measurement. I don't know who was reading that tape measure, but they were a little bit off. And, well, well, his yeah. is from the ground. That's what you're my, you're slightly elevated. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Four feet. If they're yeah. if the spout is about four feet in the air, you're looking. Yeah, it's. A, I think you're throwing them about. It's throwing about fifty five, sixty feet. Wow. Well, I'll probably go up there. Uh, well, it did say on the uh, instructions on the inside of the door. You know, I really like the fact they broke it down. How much your corn would last or your feed would yeah. last if you set it for however many seconds. And uh, so, of course, I did the two second spin. Yeah. And but. At a hundred percent, I didn't know where you could adjust that down. I have to get the class. I'll show you uh, after the show. It's you easy. Show me. Good morning, Braden. Hi. How are you doing? Today? <laughs> oh fine. yeah, and Braden Gunn is here today. Folks. He, he is sitting there looking at his little pink iPad. That's my daughter's. Did you did you oh, sign? And that it's fuchsia. Up? It's how, not pink. How many weekends have you had that? Uh, this is the first time I brought this out here. Out here yeah. to the expo, right? But how many weekends have you showed up to the show with that? What do you think I should paint it? No, I'm just saying. I think it's she's a, she's basically yours. Hey, you, securing his manhood. It's my daughter's. It's pink. You got a problem with that? He signed it out. It's all good. She knows he has it. <laughs> there you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to run back out to the truck. Yeah, I seen that you came back with all your goodies, and I appreciate you taking the time to do that for us. <laughs> really? Here, I just got to get you some of this to it's, put in your feeder. Is he so giving he us homework? He can sprinkle some of that uh, supplemental that? antler growth on this uh, donut. Uh-huh. You know, some people put okay. candy sprinkles. We're going to put some analogic sprinkles. I on love. Hey, wow, that's thank good you stuff. for doing this. That's it. That's good. This what? is all the the analogics is already highly attractable and palatable, but when you put a box of hole in one donuts on it, it's like makes it even twice as nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's a done deal. That's how you get the bears to come in. 
Oh, you put down your uh, your deer supplement and put donuts on it. Oh, yeah. Would, well, you again, get, would you get in trouble for that, Bill George? For, would you get in trouble? For putting donuts out? I mean, uh, in Florida. They fell out uh, of the truck. What are you talking about? Well, people feed ducks bread items all the time. I just don't think you'd want to shoot a deer or uh, a bear over it. The bear would get you in a lot of trouble. I was about to say. Uh, you, you know, lot. Do you know something about bears that we don't know? <laughs> well, at the beginning of the show, if you was just tuning in, of course, today is a good day to be out in the woods. It is archery season in Zone C. Uh, Jonathan up there in D. Uh, you still have a little bit of time to get it done and get things in order. October 20th. And that it is finally getting to the point where I'm starting to feel like I'm pulled to the woods. We had a couple lower humidity days, a little bit cooler. It did feel good. It, 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 and that just like, ooh, I I need to be looking the other direction. You know, I, I still have we, a lot of alligators we, we to understand, finish up. We understand how a rutting buck feels when it's getting close ooh. to that time. You just kind of like walk outside like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, this week, uh, as you pointed out, Bill, the humidity was down a little bit. Uh, if you drive down the road with your windows rolled down and the air conditioner blowed up, it'll really – Make you feel like it's hunting season. Of course, yeah. when you step out of the truck, you're like, uh, "Reality just struck you." Dad, come it. But yes, it's a uh, uh, B zone. Of course, October the 13th, coming through the central part here of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, it was terrible to see two deer run over this week, this past week, uh, just down the street there off of 60. It seems like that's a, a growing area for a lot of wild game. Uh, the deer population has really exploded right outside of Plant City. I've seen some. Osceola turkeys yesterday right off of Turkey Creek Road. Uh, it is really, uh, it's really nice to start, see that. You should I start a, a petition. The deer were there first. I got a question for you. <laughs> Parsons <laughs> and Lumsden. My son swore after they planted new plants in their front flower garden that he had deer tracks in there. Yep. Parsons and Lumsden? Don't surprise me one bit. I have people come in the shop all the time from that area that have deer all okay. in there. I th- I thought maybe he was drinking a little heavy. I was. Well, he's not I too was. far. He's not too far from the Alafia River if you go a little further south. But that's true. There's a lot of woods I along will, that edge. I cannot confirm or deny that a crossbow question was asked of me of what the uh, what the limitations were for uh, in my subdivision for using a crossbow to protect my hedges that we were just discussing. So, well, you guys got to check with your HOA. You'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> if the arrow, I'm sure they'll give if you. If the arrow doesn't leave your property, you're generally okay. Jeez. But what if the arrow is stuck in a deer and it leaves your property? Then you might get in trouble because <laughs> yeah. that's armed trespass. Yeah. Oh, for the deer? Yeah. Well, as soon as the arrow crosses the property line, yeah, you just don't. Yeah, but do it, that. if it's you carrying it, but if it's the uh, you know the deer there, that's carrying it not, across, there's there. not a limitation oh, on to how it got there. Now that one there would be one that I would really like to see uh, in court. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why. I'm just curious to find out just exactly how the jury would look when they're trying to explain that no, the arrow was in the deer when it crossed. People would be looking at each other like. Why, why are we here? Why, why are we here? Seriously, I could be at my kid's soccer game right now, and uh, I'm having to deal with this. Now, well, wait a minute. When you say – now, this brings up an interesting question because you say you're HOA, but does the HOA override county county laws? So if you are up around Boot Ranch and you're in the uh, Pinellas County area but you're not in the city proper and you're still allowed to – uh, hunt deer in an area, and you have one that runs along your uh, pool screen, 
and you whack it and it runs two houses down and you have to drag it out. Number it's one, it's legal to hunt there, but uh, number one, I'm not a member of a HOA by no means. Oh, <laughs> but that, that I will I say this: uh, just dealing with the HOAs over my years, uh, they may not supersede any county regulations. However, you do have a binding contract with your HOA that says you will not do X, Y, and Z. And if you can do that, then they can they can levy some kind of hey, fining system let, on you. Let me tell you. I know one that was upset that hogs were being cleaned in the tree in the front yard. Well, that's... <laughs> Welcome to Bill George neighborhood. <laughs> that's something they have to get over. All right, we got to take a quick break. We are broadcasting live today out here at the Florida Sportsman's Expo. It's out here at the Tampa Fairgrounds. I don't know what time they're going to open up the doors. Was it 9, 9 o'clock? 9, 9 o'clock, they'll be open. Uh, vendors are all getting here, getting ready to set up all kinds of good stuff for you to come out and enjoy and look at. We're going to be here hanging out, so come by and see us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, who, by the way, is out here today. And, of course, Brandon Ford. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live here this morning. Tampa Fairgrounds for the Florida Sportsman's Expo. Come on out. Great day to do it. Uh, if the wind's laying down, and I would encourage you to just go do something outside. <laughs> if it's a calm morning, it's been oh, kind of a little beautiful. breezy. It is. I mean, it's been one of the – here's Bill George. Well, it's nine the, to five. If, if the wind is out of the northeast, uh, then it's not a good day to go hunting. Of course, the wind's blowing, and Courtney's off work, so we still have gator tags. Listen. And it's calm this morning. What's the success rate? The success rate for what? We're in tags. Not very good right at the moment. Yeah, Bill George. For you and someone else, good. You're welcome. Uh, for Bill George and myself and Courtney, not too good. For Was it too windy? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. So you don't have the patented Bill George half a horseshoe hanging out your Oh, no, Glenn end? does. Glenn does. <laughs> I've seen him make a cast that I, I just, it's like, what's he doing? Oh, Lord. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's on its way. But uh, I, So I take it you didn't do too well. There's times where you can go oh, out. Oh, here we go. And you, the, the odds are good. You just go out there, you get your tags filled, and you come on home, go to bed. You know, and then there's other times where you got to go. Are you talking about the infamous date night? Oh, yeah. Time yeah, that y'all, yeah. y'all won't let me live down? Oh, yeah. Jonathan, come on. No, I can't do it. I'm going out to no, dinner no, with no, my wife. Well, yeah, but that's been planned let, for a while. Well, no, actually. What time's the expo closed today, Bill? Five. Five or six? Five. Five. Nine to five, ten to four. So okay. uh, you got your boat hooked up? We're going this afternoon or what? <laughs> there you go. That was thought about. <laughs> Forget my point. We're just going right <laughs> Well, was, that's going to be the question that I'm going to get asked. Is Bill going? Are we going or what? So, tonight? Yeah. Oh, me. I can't it shouldn't be too long. I mean, it's just go and get it done and come Don't on. look at me. I'm not in control. What, is it date night for you, Bill? You can't go? No, no. Uh-huh, I'm trying to well, think if there's anything that I had. But, but I mean, that. anyways, <laughs> while you're thinking about that, let me finish. I can see smoke so, coming out of there. So, it was impromptu. My wife's like, hey, we don't have the kids. Let's go have dinner tonight. So, we go get dressed up and go to have dinner. Well, this knucklehead who is with that knucklehead, which I'm, call pointing you at, five. I'm pointing at Bill and I'm pointing at Glenn, Call me, like, when we're in the truck going to dinner. Hey, you want to go Hancock with us? I'm like, what? Now? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, no. And he should have went. I'm on a date with my wife who 
my wife then says after I hang up the phone, well, we could go gator hunting. What the? Well, I communication think, people. I, I think that was one of those uh, <laughs> ten-minute trips where we had oh, yeah. a ten-seven in the boat. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that, that was the best part about it is sitting there at dinner, and, you know, of course, with the way our group texting, we sound like a Christmas symphony when we start texting each other. Uh-huh. And we're sitting there at dinner, ding, seeing a bunch of gators, ding. Should have been here. Yeah, this is good. Ding, Forever. picture, well, the best foot seven on sitting on the side of a GMB Gator Gear boat. I'm, I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure that um, you're, you're – um, face would have been interesting to look at but glenn's it was the best look when that glenn looked at me and i said let's get live catch them and let them go and glenn's like you gotta be kidding <laughs> not today not today you, you had turned out to be 10 7 yeah and that was a hancock gator so it was a uh, fat brute. gator yeah and um here here i am saying let's catch them and release them because i really i run my tags all the time time right up to the end you know it's and it looks like i'm following suit this year but uh one of the best things that you can have on your boat or looking out for an alligator is these nice uh three and one wicked lights that we have in, in with us here this morning uh we got these in the mail this past week we'll be giving them away one a month so come on by and check these things out and you can register to win one and we'll again give it away at the end of the month Braden, i figured you would like this one this is a rifle mount uh three and one wicked light for Night hunting, and this is really, really a nice. Can light. I use that for gators, Bill George? If it would attach the gun, gun you can attach it to your crossbow. Well, you could have it attached to the gun. It, the gun's not the problem. You just can't shoot the alligator with it on the Florida public hunt. Now, if you go on a private wetland hunt, you can shoot them all day like that. Or you can put it on. You can attach it to your bang stick. Yeah. Well, that would look cool. <laughs> <laughs> put a tacticam on one side, the light on the other. Maybe I need a little. Uh, put on the bang stick when the what do you call it Pekingese reel or uh, rail? Huh? What? What do you call those rails with all the little grooves in them? Picatinny. Picatinny. <laughs> what, what the heck? Pick- how, how, how okay, I'm trying to do a live video right P- now. Picatinny. You're, you're, it's the old Picatinny rail. <laughs> hold it up, Glenn. Oh, Picatinny rail. Uh, well, anyways, that rail you mount everything to. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's it's one that, of those multi rails. It's got that grooves on it. It looks hey, like look, a little ladder. Look, folks, and that guy right there will deliver it to you. For, there for, you go. For the fact that you know, there's no gun I have that has anything like that. So, oh, sorry, That's you don't a, have one on your 300 Win Mag. Nope. Well, there you go. Factory factory rings, and off I go. Off, off, off you go. Off I go. Well, it has been an interesting week in the outdoors. I did want to mention uh, some stories that I picked up this past week that I I thought were going to be interesting to discuss. One of them I thought was kind of interesting was the uh, story that I heard this past week. First and foremost was the uh, 13-year-old kid who got attacked by the shark in California, which I thought was pretty interesting. He was out there lobstering and got whacked. You know, they didn't go into details, but they did say he got a lot of injuries to his upper body and everything like that and it's a, and you know when you always think about california you think about all the great whites and all the people surfing and everything like that you'd think there'd be more of them but it's actually the first shark attack in the area in over three decades well what kind of shark was it they don't know they don't know but they thought it was the great white they thought it might have been a great white but they weren't really sure 
So they're well, going they to tell pretty good by the bite. Says so the kid, all right. Yeah, yeah, he's going to make think it full recovery. DNA samples. Uh, these days, I think you would. But what I really thought was pretty interesting that here's a kid in California, the most liberal giving state there is in across the United States, and the kid went and got had a GoFundMe account to uh, help out on the medical bills for the family, and he only raised about thirty thousand dollars. That's not too wow. bad. $30,000 for a shark attack victim as a teenager. Dr. Ford, a professor, made almost, what, $2 oh, million dollars on you, GoFundMe? No. Really? Yeah. I just wanted to say it was almost yeah. uh, It's pretty stupid money, uh, which I thought th- that's the mentality of the United States right now. She needed help with her legal oh, fund. Is that it was it the is? airline trip. No, oh, well, that's, that's really good, I guess. I don't know. And then the uh, second story that I heard was another teen was attacked this past week, of all places, in a mine. A mine? In a mine. By what? A bear. A bear. A bear. <laughs> By a bear. A bear. In Alaska. It was in Alaska. He was out there. It's, uh, he was out there drilling. They're working at the Helsa Green Creek Mine, one of the largest silver producers located out in Juneau. Right on the uh, island that is known by the natives as Kutsunowu. Yeah. Say that three times fast. It, which actually translated into hey, Biting you know, Bear. Hey, you know what? Let's build a silver mine right here in this place that the natives call Fortress of the Bear. <laughs> Let's do oh, that. Yeah, I was close, Biting Bear. <laughs> don't you, hey, don't you want to look at somebody like that and go, don't you watch Disney movies? Yeah. It's always the big dark cave where the big bad bear's hiding at. Yeah, you know, whoa, what's the name of this spot? Let's do it here. Oh, it's known locally as Fortress of the Bear. Sounds like a good spot. Let's start digging. Yep. Yeah, yeah but you, know, the, you know there's silver there because nobody else is going to mess with the bears. But, you know, and, and it made me think about the uh, the bear hunt that they canceled out there around Yellowstone, and they were complaining about the bears and all that kind of stuff. On this island alone, there's 1,500 bears. And what are they eating? Each other? I, just anything, and apparently miners. And anything else that can uh, wash up there on the island. Yep. That well, is so crazy. When this time of the year, it. I guess it's just a seasonal thing when uh, the fall's in the air. Bears are getting ready to go hibernate. Not in the state of Florida, that is. You know, I love and, it. But there seems to be they, more. They do hibernate, they say. More conflicts Florida. with human interaction now. It's uh, but What, the, they take a nap? But yes. yeah, a the cancellation of, of the grizzly <laughs> bear hunt. <laughs> I will say that, um, again, all the sciences, uh, all the scientific data, all the information provided by um, the biologist and again a judge goes against all of these people who say that it supports it and you got to uh, have that managed hunt in order to sustain a good food source and, for them and yet again and like you said is, it was canceled and it was and, only 23 of them and that is I mean that's not a huge number that's one of the reasons why things like supreme court judge nominations and everything else are so critical you know, we we often don't think of, hey, a judge. How many times do the judge position come up for election, and we don't even know anything about them? Vote for them anyway. We are big and wild outdoors. Got to take a quick break. <laughs> Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Dude, it was much worse. Yeah, what? You don't know. 
It was. It he probably was. Remember but we, the eighties. Welcome back, everybody, to Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the uh, Florida Sportsman's Expo out here at the uh, Florida uh, Fairgrounds. Come on by. Gates open up at nine o'clock. A lot of things to do out here. Bring the kids. Uh, FWC's got the uh, kids' fishing derby going on in the back. It's going to be a nice day for it. No rain. And the wind will be kind of down a little bit, so it'll be fun. It'll be time for them to go out and have fun. And I, I think they get some nice little prizes and gifts just for participation. And talk, and, and talk about getting to fish in a uh, stocked pond. It's, yeah, really. It's pretty much you throw a piece of corn dog out there and you're going to catch a whopper <laughs> probably. But uh, you can come on out. There's all kinds of stuff. There's outfitters. There's fishing guides out here. We got, I know, Barracuda Cast that's going to be out here. G5 Feeding Outdoors is going to be out here. Uh, Bill George with GB Gator Gears out here. Of course, Jonathan with uh, Arrowhead, he's out here. Got a big old booth set up out here. So all your needs that you need to get ready for the end of archery season or whatever you need to do. Uh, our friends from the uh, Fallen Outdoors are also out here today. A uh, lot of fishing, a lot of boats, a lot of stuff. Uh, your friend it's, from Pelican Coolers is again here this year, Bill George. The, and Those Pelican cases, yep. I think he said, uh, what, they were like 20 bucks a piece or something? Are you kidding yeah. me? Different, different ones? The little ones. You know, the little hard cases about the size for a, like a single or a double oh, pistol on. case? Dude, so, 20 it's bucks. It's, yeah, I know. I like mean, they're I, not brand new. I, they're hey, used. But hey, What'd you yeah. do with all them you got last year? I didn't get any last year. Well, somebody got a bunch <laughs> I of was them. Working. Bill George bought a ton of them last year. <laughs> I don't know what he used them for. He's probably just got them for survival. Well, I thought I was going to get something. one for Christmas. Magnum, but Magnum P.I. No. stunt double over here comes walking up with like two handfuls of them, and I'm like, where'd you get those? They're, they're well, out. Oh, now. they're over there. They're all gone now. What the yeah. No, there's a bunch over there right now, so you can get over there. But uh, during the break, you heard us uh, having a uh, conversation off the air about the uh, red Thank tide. God we don't have a camera. Uh, where, you know, well, the red tide is, is kind of, there's some areas where they're saying it's kind of dissipating a little bit and kind of letting up. All the captains I spoke to this past week, I, I ran into Dave Marquette, uh, you know, one of the gurus, and, uh, you know, I think they build statues of him around Boca Grande. Uh, the guy's been fishing these waters a long time, and I asked him, I said, how's it been without for bait? He goes, bait's no problem. Uh, you just got to know where to go, and there's plenty of bait out there. And I said, well, what are you seeing out there red tide-wise? He said, depends on where you go. There's some pockets out there that are that are that seem to be pretty bad in other areas where it doesn't look like they're, they've been touched at all. And, and Double G's out here doing our producing today, and he said, you know, he was talking about that he thinks this is the worst one that he's seen in a while. And I said, Dude, did you not remember the 80s? I mean, when we had that one where there were dead tarpon floating in Riviera Bay. I mean, back in the neighborhoods. That I was, no. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was bad. And uh, it made it all the way up past the uh, the Gandy Bridge. I mean, it was all the way up almost to North Tampa Bay. And, I mean, there were 44, 50-inch snook floating around dead all over Whedon Island. Well, and it wasn't didn't have anything to do with the cold. And then we got the cold snap. And then, Boom. of course, the FWC and their infinite wisdom, thank goodness, you know, closed. that's when they started closing the season and yeah. made the season. So well, it was a double whammy back then. Yeah. And, and next week with the Hooked on Hopes uh, tournament taking place out off the Skyway, I'm just curious uh, how bad or how much of an impact that's going to put on the uh, – the uh, the turnout and the impacts of the catching. I don't I don't think so. Those are captains. Those are guides. Yeah. Those are guys who know where they're going. Uh, you know, they're not weekend warriors who just go out there and try to catch as many as possible, make a couple bucks. They do it every single day. So, well, if they go out and they have a really good turnout and a good success rate, then that'll be a good sign of what is expected to come. I mean, the recovery. 
by the catch and release. I know it's what it's for is to help recover uh, the stock that was uh, taken, but uh, I just when you see that red tide and all the stuff that happens, how many fish are out there? And you say, man, they should have had a, a little bigger bag limit on some of that fish. But Well, the, I, the thing is that they turn around right now at the, at the last survey, which was back in August, we are exceeding our 20-year average on, on like, snook right now. Yeah. We're exceeding it. Now, we put in a, a, the conservation measure to stop any catch of it and keep, just because red tide isn't open, finished out, and something devastating may happen, but it's it, there's a lot of people who are really pushing for it to be closed. And and um, well, I well. think that the water temp- the water temperatures are, are starting to go down a little bit. Uh, I heard on Bay News Nine that uh, it's now basically where most Floridians like to swim are in the 80s, <laughs> so it's a good thing. But it's it temperatures going down. We're not expecting a cold front anytime soon. Uh, watching the weather this morning, uh, we got another another week of this at least, and then maybe some rain towards the end of the week. But uh, it's getting colder up north, which is a good sign it's for coming. us, and, and it'll come eventually. It's just one of those things where we have to kind of power through it. But my whole point was is that I know you know the media seems to have blown it huge, you know, showing you know. Beach cleanup, how much money is being taken out of Tallahassee to clean up all the dead fish and hiring people at, you know, $15 an hour to go pick up dead fish and showing all kinds of pictures all over the place of of dead fish everywhere. And the thing is, is when you talk to the people that are out there every single day, you know, yeah, they say there's some stuff well, on there and there's some stuff back in the back, but it's it's not as bad as everybody seems well, to think it no, is. No, no, look at CNN. What did well, they say? Oh, well, yeah. but well, we had, says, hey, you got to remember, we had Big Shug, shout out to Vince, <laughs> uh, in studio with us. And, I mean, you know him. He's got captains texting him every two seconds, giving him updates on stuff and everything else. And that's what all the captains, like you said, all the captains are texting him, hey, how's it look? Oh, we're fine. Catching fish today. You know. I just thought it was funny that, you know, Bill George has pointed out it's right there on CNN. It's made national news. And no, this is the fact that it's now devastating the on Atlantic. the East Coast, on the East Coast, which I thought was really funny because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we talked about Murray. last week. What I thought was we fun- talked about it last week. What I, what I thought was really funny is remember when it started on the West Coast and it was Big Sugar, Agriculture, Adam uh, Putman, uh, Rick Scott, uh, you know, it's everybody else's fault. And then that kind of all died down once our news agencies went, well, we got an expert here that's telling us that this is a natural occurring event, blah, 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 and one doesn't have anything to do with the other, and yada, yada, yada. But it's so funny because the argument for the same thing is starting now over on the East Coast where they're going, (laughs) it's Rick Scott. It was uh, Adam Putman's fault. It's big agriculture, big sugar. The arguments start all over again over there. And then they'll catch up to the the West Coast knowledge. I I guess they will, but, you know, during the election season – you know, everybody's blaming somebody. We have the TVs on. We see what's going on. And I know that one of the questions Jonathan's probably been asked a lot and I've been asked a lot was about the Amendment 13. Uh, you know, uh, Don't vote for it. Everybody, you know, that has a dog or likes to go out and do stuff with their dog, whether it be quail hunting, whether it be pointing, whether it be uh, competition, any kind of stuff, whether it be catch dogs, you know, chase dogs, any of that kind of stuff. They're all worried at the fact because written into the legislation is some wording in there that could literally lead to uh, banning of that sort of activity as well. This this is a problem I have with a lot of this stuff. 
these are what we call constitutional amendments, right? Correct. And you got to think to yourself, is this deserving? Is is the Constitution to the state of Florida where this legislation belongs? And I don't think, I mean, we have legislation in our Constitution that dictates the pen size of a, of a pregnant pig. I don't believe that belongs personally in Florida's Constitution. No, and you remember that was snuck in as well. Exactly. That was snuck in with some other stuff uh, that people vote because they voted with their emotions. And, and, you know, and, and next thing you well, know, it's, it's I'm not it's saying we everything. don't need rules. We don't need some legislation. We already had rules. But I don't think it needs to be in Florida's Constitution. No, it doesn't. And it was already rules that were set by the Department of Agriculture. Back yeah. in the day, it was all fine. Uh, no, no pigs were harmed except for the babies that the big fat mothers would flop over on and kill them all. Or eat them. Or eat them. And uh, with the uh, nursing pens, as they were, uh, you know, they went away with it. They did away with it because they said it was Cause... cruel and unusual. But let me go through this Amendment 13 because what it's actually, if you go and you look and if you go in there and you type in, you Google in uh, Amendment 13 on uh, in Florida – You'll get 15 websites that tell you all the same thing, that it has nothing to do with anything but paramutual wagering on greyhounds, that they literally want to do away with greyhound racing and the betting of dogs by 2020. That's what they're telling the people, that that's what it's all about. Okay. Well, it is. Yeah. Well, it says wagering on live dog <laughs> races, include, including greyhound races, held in Florida and banning dog races in Florida, which there is wagering. But it's so funny because they give you this overview, but when you go to the official page, when you go to the uh, uh, Florida Amendment 13, and they have it on the ballot on their official one on online sunshine, it has this really strange word in there. It says topic, gambling and treatment of animals. Now, who gets to dictate that? The treatment of animals. So they say that it's about greyhound racing, but then when but they when see, you say treatment of leave animals, it open that could, exactly that could that, be your deer hunt. It could be your deer dog. It could be it your could duck be, hunt. It could be your duck dog. You know, you made that dog jump into water that was thirty-seven degrees. You lost your mind. You get in there. My precious wouldn't last two seconds. I'm not worried about your precious. This dog wants to jump in that water. Trust me. Well, we'll talk more about it when we come back. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford and the great and fabulous folks at G5 Feed and Outdoor. They're going to be out here at the Florida Sportsman's Expo. We hope you'll come out and join us. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. John Swindle, great What? Glenn. And Bill George just got back here after running out to the truck. What'd you do? Bring some lasagna in here? What is that? Oh, snap. He's got the shafts. Uh, He's got what? He's got the shafts. That sounds like something. The shafts. Oh. Okay, good luck with that. Let's not go there, okay? I'm trying not to. Jesus. It's Uh, it's probably what's going to happen after the 13 passes. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) before the uh, break, we were talking about the uh, Amendment 13. And uh, we found out, you know, what we, what they tell us on TV is not, you know, seems to be the truth all the time. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't dig and you don't go find out for yourself and you go, well, it's about uh, saving greyhounds uh, in 2020. And 
the more I read about it, the more I find out, you know, they say it puts an end to dog hunting, and it doesn't because Derby Lane and other places like that that still uh, have paramutual wagering would still allow you to bet on dog races uh, somewhere else in the country, not necessarily here in the state, but other places where dog racing is allowed. So it doesn't put an end to dog racing. And uh, if you – uh, if you're a guy who likes to run dogs out in the woods, maybe deer dogs, if you got hog dogs, catch dogs, chase dogs, uh, you're using Jack Russell Terriers, pit bulls, walkers, well, whatever it is. The uh, guys we met at the Big Buck Expo who will come and track your deer. Yeah. I mean, even that would be. Yeah, you can't put them in tick-infested woods. Yeah. yeah. That's just in. <laughs> but I want to say that uh, Ian Nance, you know, he's a, he's a writer for the uh, Lakeland Ledger. Uh, he's a good guy, and he actually had a nice little article that came out on Tuesday, and it, it, it specifically says right there, sportsmen, vote no on Amendment 13. And uh, he goes on to say that he's not going to be voting for uh, Amendment 13 simply because watching Greyhounds running is a fine evening, and I don't feel even slightly like a, a well, degenerate puppy beater for thinking so, and that's true. Uh, I I worked at Derby Lane as a young man, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. as a runner, uh, during schooling races, you know, we made about 120 bucks a week to run back and forth. And uh, during the races at night, those guys who lead the dogs out, put them in the boxes, and then have to run back and catch them at the end of the race, uh, doing that kind of stuff. And it was fun. And those dogs, just like any other dog, a sport dog, a hunting dog, they look forward to it. Oh, yeah. They get excited. They get giddy. They get they. It's like a dragster sitting on a, on on the line ready to start. They're just you know they're ready to go. Let's yeah. go 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 go. Catch the rabbit. Catch the rabbit. Yeah, it's, as, soon as, that, as soon as that bloodhound what? jumps out the house door, he gets out the back door. He's on the ground looking, seeing who come through during the night. I mean that's just their instinct to get out and and look for something, chase something, whatever the case well, is. Well. But one of the things I was reading here in this uh, amendment stuff they're talking about, Braden, is the amount of money that's been contributed for the huge amounts against it. Versus the money that's been spent to try to protect it. Over what? Almost $3 million? Well, $2.5 million dollars so yeah. far in contributions for to uh, to ban it. And there's 67000 or 81000 to support it, to keep it around, to, to allow uh, well, the, the animals to do what they just instinctively do. Well, this is the thing to me. How long ago was it that we had amendment what was it one or two about protecting the wild lands and putting money aside to to do that right that was a couple of years ago yeah well, maybe whatever and a lot of sportsmen were against it and people were like how can you be against that and it's like well you haven't read it and you know there's no dictation on how the money's being spent there's some there's some issues and flaws with it and and people are like i can't believe you're against that well, at the end of the day, guess what? That money didn't do what they thought it was supposed to be doing, and it, we knew it, that. And it's like if you would have listened to us, we were fighting not to, that we were opposed to it, well, but it needed to be cleaned up, restructured, and it's the devils are in the details. And that's what they're leaving out of the TV commercials is uh, the details. Is yeah. the details, and 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 uh, Ian goes on to say, and this is. He said it was really funny that, you know, the NRA came out in opposition of Amendment 13. And you look back and you go, why in the world would the NRA care about Greyhound racing? And you say, well, it's an excellent question. Amendment 13 to the Florida Constitution is being characterized as an amendment to end wagering, betting on Greyhound races in Florida. 
but it goes much further than that. If Amendment 13 passes, extreme animal rights organizations will have a new constitutional standard to challenge any and all activities they find objectable. In short, many suspect their first action would to be immediately begin work on banning all hunting and fishing uh, you know, when it comes to animal cruelty. So it has nothing to do with dogs. Now, it could include dogs, but then they're going, it says animals. So now they could it, sw- it could swing it, broad, it into it's anything. Just like, it's like anything else. You leave it broadband and wide open like that, and like Bill said, the devil's in the details. You don't, okay, if it's four greyhounds, make it four greyhounds. I mean. Yeah, well, this right here, it says right here, since reasonable people don't want animals treated inhumanely, at first blush, many Floridians would agree with that statement in general terms. However, there's a vast difference between the public believes in inhumane and what animal rights extremist groups and their supporters call inhumane. This right here will tell you right now that it's a bad idea because all of this is being supported by the Humane Society of the United States. Not to be confused with Humane Society of Pinellas County or Hillsborough County. Those aren't the humane uh, societies that actually do stuff. They do stuff, and they're not the ones who are opposed to hunting. They're the ones who are actually out there trying to take care of dogs. Whereas the Humane Society of the United States, HUS, is uh, an organization that's pushing for Amendment 13. And they oppose hundreds of common and traditional activities and animals, including uh, claiming that they are inhumane. In fact, the list of activities that uh, the Humane Society of the United States and other animal extreme organizations find objectable is huge, including hunting, fishing, farming, animal husbandry, marine parks, and more. And that's what they really care about. These groups even claim that animals shouldn't be owned as pets because it's inhumane. Yeah. In short, Amendment 13 is not really about greyhound racing. It's a front for much, much more, which, as Bill George pointed out, we know that. We see that. We know how they act because we did it with the hog with the hog stuff. Yeah. That was a sneaky way to get the back door to try to get where they tried well, to get the wording in there for animals. When you guys, we started texting about it this week, that's a sore subject for me because y'all always know where I stand when it comes to agricultural stuff. And I heard this statement made the best way that I've ever heard it made by a radio personality I like to listen to during the week is you can't win elections. So for you to get your stuff enacted, you've got to do sneaky backdoor, you know, just underhanded stuff because when it comes straight to – if you're straight up about it, you can't get it passed. And that's my whole thing with the hog deal was there's so many people after that happened that, well, you don't understand. Yes, I do. My family, were we we had hogs. We had almost 100 head of – Hogs. We raised hogs. Well, and, the point uh, the you know, point you're trying to make is 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 what Ian said, and what that is, and this is the important part: humane treatment is subjective to the individual. Yeah. So what one person thinks is really really bad, another person may not think that way. It, you, as Glenn pointed out, when his bloodhound gets out the door, he turns into a bloodhound. He's not the couch dog for. anymore. That's... He wants to get outside and do what he's uh, got in his genetic code, and that's what he wants to do. Now somebody who, uh, you know, leaves their cats in and their dogs in all day may look at Glenn and go, I cannot believe that you let your dog run around out there by that lake out there and, and what's the first get thing that their dog or their cat does when they get outside? Oh, yeah, they just, you know, if, if they turn them loose. But it's subjective. Some person may not treat their bloodhound that way. Glenn chooses to let his go run around the backyard and do what he's got to do. He's got plenty of room for it. 
You may not want your Walker dogs. You may raise Walkers just to go to the Westminster Dog Show. Yeah. Bill George may raise Walkers, so they're out there running around chasing raccoons, chasing deer, chasing hogs. What rounding up cattle? I mean, they could even go as far as that. Go well. You can't use those blue healers anymore because you know they're low to the ground and they get kicked and in the head that, by horses. Yeah, and now you're just harassing the cows. You're harassing cows. the cows as well. And why do you even have cows? You shouldn't even have cows. Why are we eating meat? It's just one of those dominoes that you got to get started and tumble over. And Amendment 13, if you're listening and you hear it and they're in the sound of my voice, whether you're listening to us live right now or later on in the podcast or online, you, you got to know that if you're a sportsman, if you're a fisherman, if you're a person who likes to quail hunt, if you're a person who likes to run out and go throw a Frisbee fish with your are, dog. Fish are animals, too. And, fish. And hooking them in the lips might get you in trouble. That's right. Next thing you know, it's not about the dog. All of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. I thought Amendment 13 was about dogs. Mm-hmm. No. We're banning all the panfish challenges and the bass tournaments, too, because we believe that that's cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, because you're just catching that fish and holding them captive and then letting them go. You're an evil man, Bill George. Dropping them in a vat of grease. We're out we're, we're being sarcastic. Well, I'm telling you right now, my vote is no on 13. No. You can choose your own. Uh, you know, this is America. You get to choose. But and just get out and register. But I will tell you this. If it passes, prepare for many, 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 many thousands Lord. of lawsuits. Not only by the Humane Society of the United States, but also by hunting groups, firearms, NRA, everybody else. It's just going to end up in court and will probably be banned anyway. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors. And, of course, Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back.